fight. Those are fighting are we words. Gonna have a fight? Shay Norling. Are we going to have a fight? Black and Abdallah in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago Shay, You want to take bets on that fight? Oh, take I'll, Shay. I'll lose. Unless I can, if, if there's I'll space, lose. if there's space and I can run, I'll be fine. What, is, what does that mean? Well, You're just if, if there's space, him? You're if you tire him out, if you come after me in here, there's no space in this studio. So I'm trapped. I'm yeah. in the worst possible spot right now. Chris I have said, nowhere to get, go. Chris said, if I can get this fat ass in an open field, <laughs> yeah. I got him. I'm just going to give me some space. I'm just outrun him. <laughs> if, if you get me the ball in the flat with some space, there's no chance. I'm sorry. You're, you have no chance. No shot on that. That's so good. <laughs> I'm just going to tire Shea out and then knock yeah. him over. <laughs> but if you if you come after me here in this corner, the, the, I have nothing. I can't do anything. to roll into a ball at that point. <laughs> what, is that? what am I, Metroid? I'm going to roll into a ball? No, I am. We know Blanco's rolls into a ball. Yeah. You know how it is. <laughs> Check yourself, Shay. <laughs> just kick him. Just kick well, him. Black and Abdallah, usually weeknights, 6 to 8 here on ESPN <laughs> 1000. Uh, today, we're filling in for Greeny live and local here in Chicago, talking to you at 312-332-3776. How about this, Abdallah? Congratulations to Aaron Rodgers. Hey! He emerges from his dark little hole. He came out of the troll hole. Did you see this? And and as uh, two people at the station that really enjoy and celebrate Groundhog's Day, uh, it is it is nice to see that Aaron Rodgers has appeared to see uh, whether or not he saw his shadow. Did he? he? Do he, we know? He came out of his little hole in his darkness retreat in Oregon. His troll hole. His old troll hole. And uh, there you go. Congratulations. The the never-ending saga of people being concerned with what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Uh, hopefully, he will be on the Punter podcast to let us know. Uh, how kicker friend. Sitting in the dark little hole went for him. And I, I hope that there's a celebration there for people to, to really give... You know, just like they We're do Because we know where it is, right? Yeah. There's an article that came out today on ESPN.com of where this place is. It's in <laughs> Oregon. I wish we would have known ahead of time so we could have gone right. and, like, set up, like, a like a Punxsutawney Phil, right. like, celebration. Just like our, our friends that were celebrating uh, in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Miss Pennsylvania! Mr. Aaron Rodgers! I got my woman! I feel... I feel... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. This is real. These are individuals dressed in old-timey costumes trying to celebrate the groundhog. The only difference is that uh, it would have been, I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day. Like, that would have been the song. You're right. There's, it's, it's the state song for Wisconsin, right? There's a portly Wisconsin fan, like, with the cheese head on. Yeah, Todd Runger, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like, everyone's dancing about with their cheese heads and their hunting gear ready to go. They're, all, they're all in, in camo yeah. and cheese heads. Yeah, they're all waiting for Aaron Rodgers to appear. about waiting for Rogers to poke his head out of his little dark hole. <laughs> Thank 
Thank you. Thank you, Mr. PA. Thank you. Thank you, PA. So I read this article, right? Yeah. I read this article. Yeah, the Aaron Rodgers uh, article. Yeah, and so this is how it's described. So calling it a troll hole isn't exactly <laughs> isn't exactly incorrect. This is how it's described in the article on ESPN.com. He's in a troll. The room in which Rogers spent his time is partially underground, hobbit-like structure with 300 okay. square I'm feet out. of space, devoid you- of light, with a queen bed, a bathroom, and a meditation-like mat on the floor. <laughs> it is fully powered, so at any point... Here's what I did. Okay, so going into this, we thought he was going into a troll hole. There's a bed, a bucket, or a bathroom, whatever, and a like a mat, right? So he doesn't have to sit on like the hardwood floor. And we thought... Locked in there, four days. Here's like a little slot, so here, so you can put some meals through or whatever, and some that's porridge. it. Yeah. Apparently, according to this article, there's lights if you want, and you can leave and go for a walk like anytime you want to. You could just leave. And this guy who runs it, Scott Berman, says that people leave all the time. He checks in on them once a day and delivers them food, which is how they know how much time has passed. So like the next time he comes around, you know, it's been 24 hours. He'll talk to them for like 20 minutes or so if they want to. And at any point, any of these people could leave. This is insane. This place has three of these troll holes on the uh, faci- on the facility and they're, they're booked for 18 months in advance and there's hundreds of people on the waiting list to get in the troll hole. You, you lost me with hobbits. You're telling me they're describing it as a, Dude, a hobbit-like it. situation. Highlighted. It's highlighted right there. Oh, I read can it. see it right read there. It. So, does uh, did Aaron Rodgers have to go on a four-hour walk through the Shire to get there? If he wanted to, he could have. That's the whole point. This isn't some like <laughs> fortress of solitude where no one can enter and no one can leave. The dude could just get up and leave. It wasn't he supposed to go for four days. He was only there for two days. Yeah, he's weak, weak-minded. Right? Hey. hey. I mean, this isn't the first time that Aaron Rodgers has been uh, strange, right? Like, no. uh, remember, wasn't he, uh, who was he dating? Sailor Moon or something? No, it's he was, um, Blue of Earth. Oh, yeah. She was a witch and her yes. name was Blue of Earth. Right. Well, and, who was the first, who was uh, the, the first girlfriend that we thought uh, that got him to, like, eat mud? Blue Mountains? No, it's she she's a right? Coors Light. She's Shailene an actress. Woodley? Yeah, Shailene Woodley. Oh, yeah, she's strange. Shailene Woodley makes her own deodorant. Yes. Eats mud to cleanse her system, <laughs> which I don't understand how putting mud in your system cleanses it. If anything, I think it would make it a little more dirty. So Aaron Rodgers is the best face mask or something. I've mud? Heard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get that. I've seen people, you know, put the cucumbers over the eyes and do like the mud, the mud uh, bath. Well, the cucumber over the eye is good because then you get a snack when yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're just done. <laughs> That well, noise gets me every time. <laughs> you just, you just take, you're just laying in the mud bath with some cucumbers over your eyes. You just take it off. And you're like, all right, 15 minutes is up. And you're done. That's well, it. Because Aaron Rodgers went from uh, dating women who sit in the backyard and uh, they, they play on the bongo, right? Yeah. And then he sits there and he's so... Um, he's awakened, right? Like, yeah. you listen to Aaron Rodgers talk because he's... Everyone has to aggregate everything he says. Look at his tattoo, man. Boy, is he annoying. And he's sitting there telling us, all of us, that he knows better than us about everything in the world because he listened to one Joe Rogan podcast. And, and he, he's, it sounds you know, like he's listening to a couple. <laughs> and he, you know, he's sitting there playing the bongo, and then he says, you know what, this is boring. 
Uh, she, she's eating mud, and she's not using deodorant. So, <laughs> so you know what I'm going to do this time? Instead of doing this, where I'm sitting in the backyard playing my bongos, I'm going to go sit in a troll hole. Yeah. In the dark. Yeah, until I figure out what I want to do. Do I want $59 million? Or do I not want $59 million? I'll tell you this. But the money allows him to do that. If I went, well, yeah, he could buy the whole, he could buy his own hole (laughs) if he wanted to. Yeah, I'm sure. Listen, if I, that would be a 10 minute nap if I was debating whether to take $60 million or not. Be like, hmm, okay, take off the cucumbers and I'm taking the money. That's it. I'm buying all the cucumbers. (laughs) I'm buying my own mud spa. I'm buying my own troll hole. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take a vacation whenever I want to, a little a little darkness vacation whenever I want to. What I don't understand is why. Like, I mean, look, I've been in this in the, doing this long enough that where I remember far what like Farv watch troll holes. No, 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 like covering <laughs> like re- talking about things that people don't want to talk about or ah, think we talk about it. too much. Yes, right, 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 right. Yes. Um, like remember Farv watch? Yeah. And like the helicopters over his ranch sure. to like see what he was doing. Like this it is was the like same Yellowstone. thing. This is the same thing. Except I we're agree. going to like Oregon to camp out in front of a a, 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 a camp hole where <laughs> there's three other people just hanging out. Like listen, this sounds like a great grift. Like we need to do this. Of course. We need to go. We need to open up. We need to buy the a Black plot and of, troll holes. We need to buy a plot of land. Come on by and, and, we'll, and we'll let you some sit holes. in a hole yeah. and we'll feed you some carrots through a week or a little slot we could offer other things too like i feel like we could offer you know like those um what's where you go in the hut and they make it really hot the sweat where you sweat and then like sweat so, it out yeah you sometimes hallucinate because yeah. like you take ayahuasca while you're in there yeah, you sweat why not? it out listen I'll, we could I'll, have a whole like uh camp setup we could you I'm could down. do the troll hole you could have a little hot box a you yurt? could we could have a yurt What's that? A yurt? Yeah, what's a yurt? A yurt is, uh, I think it's where they do the, um, the what do you call it? The sweating. The sweat lodge. That That's where you sweat, is yeah, in the yurt? A yurt? Yeah, a yurt is in the, okay. is, is like, you can make a yurt into a sweat lodge. Basically, a yurt's a big tent. Okay, it's a nice, but it's, but it's a nice a fi- sweaty tent. It's a douchey way to say tent. Oh, okay. It's a round It's elevated. It's elevated. It's an elevated round tent. Because everyone has elevated menus now, so we're just elevating the tent. I would like a deconstructed tent where over (laughs) here's the poles and here's the the canvas and over there's like the planks for the bottom. We can do the same with the troll hole and just have some shovels. Here's a shovel. Here you go. You you can dig your own. That should be part of it. Yeah. First you got to dig and then you got to sit in the troll hole. get the announcement do we have to wait for him to go on his little kicker friends show or like what do we do like when do we know no you know how he is he'll be coy about it he'll go on and he'll say does he have a no trade clause because if i'm listen if i'm the back i know he's great wouldn't he have to at that point i would just looking it up doesn't wouldn't that make sense i don't know i mean there's a lot of money to have a no trade clause a lot of money due to him i would have never done that yeah, but I mean, the Packers were in a situation that they, they didn't really have a choice. They've had Jordan Love for 10 years. Chase on the south side, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers and his troll hole? Good thoughts. Chase? That's what Chase thinks about the troll hole. What do you think about what he said there, Abdal? Hey! 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 Sounds like, sounds like we lost Chase in a troll hole. <laughs> 
You think Chase has ever dated someone that eats mud? <laughs> Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. For Greeny today, live and local from Chicago, talking to you at 312-332-3776. James in Oswego, you're on ESPN 1000. Gentlemen, love your show. I love when you guys drink for Greeny. Thanks, man. But uh, I was calling about the troll hole. So we all know Rogers is weird. But my thing is, if I'm going to make a big deal about going to this troll hole and talk about how I'm going to be in there for four days, blah, blah, blah then you better be in there for four days. Otherwise, like you guys said, now he looks weak. Right. Although right. we already know he's a weak-ass Green Bay Packer anyway. <laughs> Those are the thoughts of James and Oswego and James and Oswego. <laughs> Thank you, James. Good call, man. You guys have a good day. So the story today is that uh, Aaron Rodgers has emerged from his uh, dark dark hole where, where he was sitting in darkness uh, thinking about his future. Yeah. And... He uh, emerged early. He didn't stay there for the entire time. Well, and I, I mean, listen. If you, it, to me, it would have been a uh, a five minute nap in the troll hole, and I would have emerged uh, sixty million dollars richer and just been like, yeah, I'm going to play for the Packers. I don't. You think the Do you think the Vikings are legit? Like this is a conversation about the NFC North, where the Vikings won a ton of games last year, but were consistently one of the lower-ranked teams in overall DVOA drink, and also were blown out in the playoffs and clearly were a fraud, like proven to be the fraud that they are. Right. The Lions, while, yes, they had a good year, they didn't make the playoffs. So, like, are you, if you're Aaron Rodgers, are you still worried about the, the, the Lions or the Bears? No. So I, I think that, and also, just look at the rest of the NFC. We've talked about it. Now that Tom Brady has retired, Who's the best quarterback in the NFC? If Rodgers comes back, it's him. Yeah. And then it's Jalen Hurts, and then it's Dak Prescott. Yeah. That's it. That's your list. Depending and on where. And then maybe Justin Fields. Next year, we maybe, can get to that point. Yeah, where Derek Carr is after that, if he ends up with the Saints or someone like that. You know, maybe Garoppolo lands somewhere, Kirk yeah, Cousins. Like, exactly. The, the NFC is not stacked. No. You, know, you heard Kevin Warren say it when he took over the Bears gig that there's opportunity here for the Chicago Bears to be one of those teams because, you know, it, it seems like the long-term franchise success is going to come from the AFC. Mm-hmm. The AFC has, like, eight quarterbacks who are all young, who seem like they're the guy, and they have teams that have uh, the upward trajectory for the franchises, right? The NFC has a bunch of broken-down teams that used to be good, that had quarterbacks, what are the quarterbacks going to do? The quarterback has retired, right? Like, there's a lot of spots in the NFC where there's just straight-up opportunity for yeah. a team to kind of move into that position to be the third to fourth best team in the conference. No, absolutely. And I, to, if I would have – I don't know if he can take his phone in there or whatever, but, like, he's got to just sit there in the darkness. So I'll just have my eyes closed. And you just go, okay, so the Eagles just lost to the Chiefs. And Tom Brady retired – 
and hold on, I gotta do my fingers like this because I'm meditating. And uh, let's see, let's see. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. The Vikings are frauds. Kirk Cousins sucks. The Lions aren't real. I can score fifty on the Lions. I own the Bears. Last I checked. Eberflus ain't crap. All right, I'm back. No, nope. good morning, guys. That's it. I'm he's back. out. He's out of the hole. He's yeah. ready to go. He's back. Like uh, sixty. Oh yeah, I forgot one part. Sixty million dollars. I'm back. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, the money. Back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sixty million dollars. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. yeah. How right. many holes can I buy for sixty million dollars? Eberflus. Shay, your thoughts. Shay Norling, what do you think of that last comment? Let's reel it in, boys. <laughs> what? Jeez. I'm talking about. I'm talking. Jeez. I'm talking about Oregon troll holes here. Okay. Look at the article. I don't know what that is. I don't Oregon know what that is. troll holes. Hobbit. Look at the highlighted section. Of the article. Look at the highlighted section. Afford. A hobbit-like structure with 300 square feet of space, devoid of light, with a queen bed, a bathroom, and a meditation-like mat on the floor. I'm that's coming on. That's what I'm talking about. You get your mind out of the gutter, sir. <laughs> you get your mind out of the gutter. Mr. Sound Machine over there, you get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about structures, hobbit-like structures in the ground. Oh. Just an awful basketball team. Very sad. <laughs> I broke Shea. I'm coming, hon. <laughs> we go to Balin in the South Loop. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Balin? Hey, how you guys doing? Good morning, What's up, Balancourt? How are you? Balancourt, what's I'm up? Good. Hey, I was listening to you guys talking about Tim Anderson, man. Sure. You know, Tim Anderson... Yesterday, I listened to the interview. I don't really think he was talking about the fans. He was really checked that dude, that one of your guys that was talking trash about him. But you went on for 10 minutes talking trash about Tim Anderson, trying to turn us against him. I thought that was wrong, Black. Valancourt, he said the fans. He said the fans need to pull from the same side. Mm-hmm. He literally he said, said the fans. The fans. 100%. Right, but he was really he talking said, about that guy too, man. He was talking about that guy more, man. But you didn't bring you tried to you trying to turn the fans against. Him. You no, went on for ten minutes. No, right? I didn't. I didn't try and turn the fans against him. I said I find it annoying <laughs> when pro athletes blame the fans when teams can't win. That's what I said. He I didn't said turn the fans. the fans against him. He said the fans. You went on you went on a troll hunt for ten minutes, though, man. Yeah, because I find it annoying. <laughs> You don't find it annoying, wow. clearly. Okay, you, you, you think hey, it's okay for players to blame the fans. Just, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't turn the fans against Tim Anderson. He said what he you said. Were no, you I were wasn't trying. trying. I wasn't trying to. Trying. I was giving my opinion. You can agree know, or disagree. You, you, you was on a lynch mob, though. I thought you no, were on a lynch mob. No, no that's he not the case. He said the fans, Balancourt. That's not the case. He said the fans. Not at all. Listen, he would not. Tim Anderson wouldn't make the show today if he didn't say the fans. Yeah. If he only went after Chuck Garfine, honestly, I don't think it would have made the show. I don't think it would have been that strange. Sure. No, uh-uh. Have your problem with Chuck. If that's the case, by all means, go for it. Look, if, if I'm if, not here to defend Chuck Garfine, I, I like him uh, as a person. Yeah, I think Chuck's he nice does guy. great work on television. But what annoys me is when a pro athlete says that the fans need to be behind the team and that we're part of the reason why they were not successful last season. I will stand by that. If, I find that annoying. If he would have said that the media, if he would have said, hey, we struggled last year, but the media twisted some of the narratives that were coming out of our clubhouse, that would have been, that, and that was the end of the soundbite, we wouldn't have talked about it today. Because 
But when you involve when you involve the F word, when you say the fans, that's you coming after the people that support you. That's you coming after the people that spend their money on your jerseys, that take their kids to your games, that listen to games here on ESPN 1000 and watch the games on NBC Sports Chicago. That's who you're coming after. The people who take time out of their day, whether they're with their family or with their friends or at their jobs or whatever, or they they leave the troll hole for three hours to listen to a White Sox game, then that's who you're going after. And that's not cool in my book. Like, that's not right. Go after the media all you want. I don't care. Go after us. Not a problem. Satisfied customers all over the place. But when you go after the fans, the people that could take their money elsewhere, like to the north side, or just not spend their money at all, then that's an issue. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised that, I guess, other fans aren't annoyed that they're being called out. Yeah. That, to me, is strange. Sorry. I, it, that is, it is what it is. He said what he said. The podcast is out there. You can go listen to it. He also responded to Chuck Garfine's tweets uh, from yesterday, talking about it, saying he just needs to blank the blank up, right? Mm-hmm. Tim Anderson tweeted that. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows that he didn't say something that people are going to be happy about. Of course. He knows that. And, and that's fine. I don't need him to apologize. Yeah, that's no, fine. That's not, I'm not it even looking change for that. My, look, it I'm also just saying don't blame the fans. That's it also I'm doesn't saying. change my opinion of him. Like This has happened to athletes in Chicago before. We've done this. It's like once a year this happens. A Bulls player will say, hey, man, don't boo us. A Bears player will say, hey, man, don't boo us. Wasn't it uh, – who was it? Was it um, Tariq Cohen that said it a couple years ago? That said they shouldn't be – the Bears shouldn't be booing? Someone said Could've the Bears been. fans shouldn't be booing. I might – it might not be Tariq Cohen. I might be misspeaking. Someone on the Bears a couple years ago said that the Bears fans should not be booing. And it's like, no, they're allowed to do – they paid the money to be there. They can do whatever they want to. If, they want, if, you're, if you're not performing, the fans can boo you. They've earned every right to boo you. And if we want to go down that path of, like, are you – as a fan, are you allowed to voice your opinion – like, how soft are we as a generation if, like, that, like, if athletes today just cannot handle mm-hmm. the criticism from their own fan base? Like, that's a problem, too. Isn't and, this the age old barstool argument of, like, is it okay to go to the game and boo? Yeah, it, yes, it kind of is. is. It is okay if that's what you want to do. I don't do it. I don't, I don't waste the energy booing at a game. Yeah. People around us boo at Bears games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, by all means, go to town. Do it if that's what you want to do. I personally don't do it. I, I think that to suggest that you can't do it, I think that's a weird way to go when this team needs to win. Yeah. Let's talk about baseball on the field. The Chicago White Sox this season need to make the playoffs. Last season was a disaster. Mm-hmm. You got to win now. Mm-hmm. So it's fine if you want to do the us against the world. That's fine. Now win some games. Yeah. Like, how about this? The season starts. Lead the division from day one all the way to the playoffs. Every, look, Get this team back on track where we were promoting them as the next up-and-coming team that can compete in the American League. Do that. Every team should use the media predictions or whatever as bulletin board material like Patrick Beverly should be walking into the Bulls locker room not trying to stir up what's currently there of being like you guys want to know what what teams are saying about you around the league I'm around the league I'm not I haven't been here everybody in the league says you're soft everybody in the league says you guys are pretenders and that this guy sitting next to me right here Max Levine is not a max player let's go out and prove them wrong 
Like, let's go out and do that. The Bears should be listening to whatever that's out there saying that they're going to finish last in the division again. Cap. Go use that. I didn't say that. Go Boy, he's, use he told that. us today. I know. He said that they're going to be last in the division. Go use that. Use that. <laughs> use that as motivation. I don't care about that. But don't say that fans shouldn't be critical of your play. That's what they're fans. That's their job. Like, they can be. Because, again, like I said last hour, apathy is much worse than fans caring about how you perform on the field. Black and Abdallah, we're in for green. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Blocking Abdallah filling in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Abdallah, we have a special event to tell people about. It's ESPN 1000 25th anniversary celebration. That's right. It's the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN 1000's past the last 25 years will be in attendance. You do not want to miss out on this. Tickets will sell out fast. Friday, March 24th, doors open at 11 a.m. Live show goes from noon until 6 p.m. at the House of Blues in downtown Chicago. You can purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago 21 plus event with a valid ID is required. ESPN 1000 celebrating 25 years. Pretty cool. It's going to be amazing. Uh, There's going to be a ton of guests that are scheduled to appear. Jay Cutler, Robbie Gold, Eddie Olchek, Jordan and Shea Cornette, Sarah Spain, Nick Friedel, Luke Canellis, Mark G. and Greco, Fred Hubner, Ray. Listen, sweet baby Ray Flores is going to be there after he's jet setting all over the world. And of course, the reunion of Mac, Yurko, and Harry. Can't wait for this. This is going to be awesome. One of the tentpole shows here on ESPN 1000 uh, from its inception. Yeah. Uh, it's what got us into the business. We both interned for that show. It's going to be great to see those three guys together back on stage. Uh, it should be. It's going to be awesome. Like there's nothing else. like those three uh, were during my formative radio years. And it's, of uh, it was great to intern for them, to work for them. And then now. To be a part of this reunion, uh, do you think with the uh, you and I station? get to go on a honorary lunch run? I, would, I mean, I'll go get them coffee if they want to. If they want, if they want to send uh, me to the Dunkin'. lunch runs were better when we would get slapped four hundred dollars cash to yeah, go get he, lunch for four people. They each hand you a hundred dollar bill and go, yeah, get something for yourself too. And you're like, it's pretty good. Okay, all right, I can do that. Can't wait for that. Mac Yurko Harry the reunion. We see Yurko every day, but yes. it'll be cool to see the Mac Yurko. Harry Reunion. you got to be there in person. You can purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. That's Friday, March 24th. The doors open at 11 a.m. Live show goes from noon until 6 at the House of Blues, celebrating 25 years of ESPN 1000. Can't wait. It's It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be a party during the day. It's going to be a darty. Get your tickets. Come hang out. It's going to be great. It's going to be one of the best, if not the best. It will be the best. I'm going to go out and say that. 
the best party of the year. Well, yes, the the line says it's the biggest party of the year. I'm but saying the Adam Abdal is saying it's, it's the, the best, best party of the year. So the biggest, I should add that the biggest and best party of the year. Yeah, Abdal says you don't want to miss out. Don't have FOMO. Don't be you know don't be sitting best. at home being like, man, I wish. I, oh man, that person's there. Oh, that surprise guest. Oh man, I can't believe I missed all these. I got people. your quote down. Yeah, Adam Abdal says the best yeah. party of the year. This isn't uh, sit in the darkness uh, like a Hobbit party. <laughs> This is going to be a fun party. <laughs> what kind of party is that? You know, sitting in the darkness. It's a one person. Party. It's a one person party. A me party. Yeah, it's a me party. Uh, I want to talk to you about this tonight. The NBA returns the action. There's nine games tonight in the NBA. The Bulls play tomorrow night. They have 23 games left uh, since the All Star break has hit. The Bear, the Bulls have signed Patrick Beverly. He spoke to the media yesterday. He seems amped. Uh, to return home. Uh, he's from Chicago. He's going to play for his hometown team. It'll be really cool to see Pat Bev with the Chicago Bulls. The question that I, I would ask, though, is how much of a difference is this really going to make? The Bulls right now are sitting in the 11th spot in the Eastern Conference. They have some work to do to get into the play-in games. But really, this team was expected to do so much more than just qualify for the play-in round. They need to win a lot of games to try and make it into the actual playoffs. Like sitting today, the Knicks are in the sixth spot and the Knicks are six and a half games up on the, on the Chicago Bulls. So likely here in the last 23 games of the season, the Bulls are on a six game losing streak that it will just be tough to scrape into the playing games. Mm -hmm. They're battling with Toronto, Washington. The Pacers are there hanging around Atlanta just fired Nate McMillan. So uh, there's going to be some opportunity for the Bulls to get into the play-in. Can Pat Beverly be the difference to get them to that spot? I don't think so. I mean, can you shoot threes? He can't. Uh, joining this team at the moment, a team that doesn't shoot from three well, uh, Patrick Beverly will be the eighth best three-point shooter on the team based on percentages shooting this season. So eighth best added to this group, I don't think that really makes a difference. I, I don't think it does either, just because the problem with this team, they have a uh, according to ESPN, they have a 33% chance of making the play in tournaments, which is not making the playoffs. That's being in, you know, yeah. 7 through 10, uh, which is probably what they're looking at, like you just went through the, uh, the standings there. I, I find it hard to believe that a team that struggles so much in scoring, they're dead last in three-point attempts, they're 23rd in offensive efficiency. How a guy who does not shoot threes and cannot shoot well from three helps. You know? Okay, is he going to come in and he's going to create uh, some sparks in the locker room? Cool. They just lost six games in a row after the trade deadline and heading into the All-Star game. Like, this team has looked like they don't care, which was a problem. Like, they just don't seem like they're motivated to be making the play-in tournament and then losing in the in the play-in tournament, or if they get out of it, losing in the first round to whoever they have to face. You know, to me, if you said, how could we fix the team to make a run, to me it would be you need more athleticism and shooters on the perimeter. And unfortunately, I don't think Pat Beverly really does that. I, I feel like he's a bit redundant with what you already have in Alex Caruso. And so with Caruso and Beverly, are you going to be able to play both of them at the same time? Uh, you know, there, there's a bit of a logjam with players who can defend and players who can't in the Bulls' backcourt. You have Zach Levine, who needs major minutes. Mm -hmm. You have Io DeSumo, who at times has flashed but really struggled offensively this year. You have Kobe White, who plays almost no defense but has had an improved shooting season. 
Uh, and then you add in Caruso and Beverly to the mix. And it, it's a weird group that, like, you really can't play Zach and Kobe together. You can't play Caruso and Beverly together, right? Like, because you're you're basically pairing up non-defenders yeah. with defenders, but the defenders can't play offense. And, and it gives a balance to the team where then you have to rely heavy on DeMar DeRozan and his mid-range game to get it done. And I just don't see how you're really going to get a, a huge bump. Now, I'm sure Bulls fans will love it. He'll get some steals, some scrappy plays, and he'll kick it out for a fast break and a Zach Levine dunk, and people will say, oh, here we go. It's time to, to get excited for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how this is really going to take them to a new level here at the end of the season. And as we move this forward, it seems as if at the trade deadline, Arturis Karnaschovas has told us exactly what this team is. At the time at the trade deadline, the Bulls made no moves. No moves whatsoever. And he said multiple times the team has 28 games left together. He said it actually so many times in his press conference the day of the trade deadline that we put together this montage. And at the end of the day, we decided to go with this group for next 28 games. Now that we passed the trade deadline is to evaluate this group next 28 games. You know, how to improve it is based obviously on next 28 games. They're just clutch all together, so I think there's... There's a chance there in the next 28 games. We thought that it was prudent to stick to this uh, group for the next 28 games. I think this group is learning. They got 28 games. We looked at this group as a best way to go for the next 28 games. We just relax and play with no energy. I think consistency is the key for the next 28 games. This is just a collection of information, next 28 games. There's still time to improve, and we have 28 games left. So there's 10 times in 13 minutes the day of the trade deadline after the Bulls made no moves. To me, that signifies that the front office knows exactly what they have with this group. Mm -hmm. And they had 28 games, now 23, to do something to change the conversation. To me, listening to that, my takeaway is I think it's obvious that they are going to move on from some of these pieces from this year. He told us right there, they have 28 games. This group has 28 games left. That's what he said. Yeah. It wasn't, let's hope that we can then move forward to the future. Let's get on a run here, make the playoffs so next year we can do something, do some damage. To me, it was, this group has 28 games left, period. Well, and then you have to you know look to the offseason and see what you're going to get for some of these guys. But it's, it's clear that Zach Levine is not or should not have gotten the max money, but you had to do it, I guess. So they, they did it. I mean, we told... People for years, they probably should have traded him before, uh, two years ago. And so you didn't have to make this move. But now you're at a point where, you know, you've got generational talent coming in this draft in the first two picks. You're not going to be a part of that because you're not going to lose enough games to probably get into the top four uh, in the lottery. So your pick's not going to be protected. And you're just kind of back to square one where if you do blow this up again, like what, what, in the moves that AK made before he got here lets you believe that he can build another contender. Like you, you They're going to get another shot, for sure. And Billy Donovan's just had a new contract extension, so he's going to get another shot, too. But it's not going to be with this group. How, what, I, would be, I would rather see more 
from these younger players that you kind of see, okay, well, are they going to be a part of this future or not? Then bring in Patrick Beverly and kind of had, like you said, the log jam at that position with guys that can't score and just kind of play defense. They're good at defense. They're ninth in defensive efficiency. They're a top 10 defensive team. They don't need that. They need scoring. Like, this just seems like a move. Hey, he's from here. We convinced him to play here. He says that he chose here over Golden State, but if he's really trying to win some rings, he probably would have gone to Golden State because what, what, what is he doing here besides playing for Chicago on the name, like well, on the Bulls on the chest? I would imagine, yeah, you're right about that. In Golden State, they made the trade for Gary Payton the uh, second, and I think uh, Gary Payton says that he'll be ready for the playoffs. So, like, the Warriors didn't need... Beverly. Now, yeah. if that trade fell through, maybe there was an opportunity there yeah. um, to bring in a player like that. But that's what they're thinking is that he'll be healthy and then he can that team can get back to the defensive play that they had last year when they ran for a title. So the Bulls play tomorrow night. Uh, they're home against Brooklyn. Their, their next seven games, like you'll know immediately whether or not this team is going to make the play in. They have Brooklyn, who's ahead of them in the standings. They have Washington ahead of them in the standings. Toronto, who is right in front of them in the standings. They have a game against Detroit, and then they play Phoenix, Indiana, and Denver. All teams that are either playoff teams or teams fighting for the play-in area in the Eastern Conference. So we'll know you know, if, if they want to make the playoffs, they have to start now. 23 games. The next seven games, you gotta oh, yeah. you got to start winning some of these if you actually want to uh, make the playoffs. Buck and Abdallah, we're in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000. We'll be right back. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Did Shay just jump on the air? He with did. That? He did. <laughs> I think he did. Wow. I heard it in my headphones. All right. I think I heard that on the air, Shay. I shut what? it off before I finish the sentence. What did they share? It's Black and Abdallah filling in for Greeny today. Baba, Hembo, Nuno, Hashtag Crew. Uh, Greeny will be back tomorrow. Here on ESPN 1000, Black and Abdal, we will be in at night, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. I believe tomorrow is a Friday. That means it's a All Calls Welcome Friday, presented by the Chicago Hounds. Hell yeah. So we can't wait to do that tomorrow night at Release six, the Hounds. Right here on ESPN 1000. That's the thing, you know that, right? Yeah. Release the Hounds. Of course. I love it. All Calls Welcome on a Friday night with Black and Abdallah from 6 to 8. Thank you to Jay Cantu and to Shay Norling. I heard what you said, Shay. I think you said it on the air. Uh, but it's okay. We'll continue on here on ESPN 1000. We'll uh, cross-talk with Carmen and Yurko in 10 minutes right here on ESPN 1000. You're right over there? Yeah, I'm good. I'm you heard good. it too, right? I heard it. That's why I'm laughing still. They shared something. All right, Shay. Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. I'm coming on. Sorry. Chris? Yes, do you have some zoo news? Would you like some zoo news? Yes. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the zoo news. What do you have over there? Now, I have two pieces of zoo news for you today. And okay. I, I'm only here to report, not to decide, but I feel sure. like um, this I don't know if I don't know if we need a news story on this. Now, our fr- <laughs> fine folks at the Lincoln Park Zoo up north oh. uh, on the north side, uh, they have six week old cubs, lion cubs. Oh. 
in the zoo, and they got their first health checkup. They got their first vaccinations. They were microchipped for future identification. Hmm. They were weighed and all that kind of thing. And it was revealed that all three of the cubs are male. Okay. Anthony Swanson, huh? Did we need... <laughs> New cub? All right, Joe. Okay. Well, I wonder what's new with the zoo, baby. Did we need... Jake can't do. <laughs> ...to wait for the, the, the checkup <laughs> to tell people? Like, couldn't you just look? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, it's tough they to ha- see. Don't they have... I think uh, things probably, that the female lions no. don't have. Well, there's there. I think those things have to develop. What do you mean? And the young uh, young <laughs> pups, they're just out there. The young cub has to. Yeah, no, they, they you drop. can't just look. No, they drop. Well, those drop, but the other part doesn't. Listen, the berries drop. The twigs always there. Well, I, yeah, I, I would imagine there's a reason why you can't tell immediately. Or did they not just want to tell it's the all, public? It's all like in there. Okay, the other story. <laughs> Coming right. to us from the Denver Zoo. Yes. The Denver Zoo needs your help. They have to, you got to name their new baby Sloth. Oh. The Sloth was born January 26th, and now they need help naming the Sloth. A uh, $5 <laughs> donation per vote, so it's going to cost you, but it's a donation. It goes to a good cause. Shay wanted to know who owns the zoos. The answer is Matt Damon, and you could too hmm. with this $5 donation here. Nice. Uh, the, the, uh, it's instead of. Before this is what the story says. Before anyone gets crazy and writes slothy McSloth face, <laughs> there are choices you can make. There are three choices for this baby sloth. It's very Wait, cute too. They already have the names. They have three names you can choose from. I've got a great name. What is it? Snorbore. <laughs> well, sloths are slow and like yeah, to right? sleep a lot. Wouldn't Snorbore be a great name? It would be a great name. after me. It would be a great name. Rain. Inspired by the tropical rainforest from no. which uh, the species is from. Also, probably something that Aaron Rodgers will name his future child. Bad name. No. Uh, Wicket. I don't know why. Okay. It just says, contrary to popular belief, the Denver Zoo does allow pop culture references for the residents' names. And Wookiee is now in use, so they want to name it Wicket after an Ewok. I'm not a Star Wars person, so I don't know hmm. that that's a thing. Yeah, and the it's, other one. It's like a, a hobbit. Yeah, so thing. you've got yeah. Rain. Wicket, yeah, Grogu. No, that's not a name. That's a that's another Star Wars. Reference. I learned about that yesterday. Yeah, that's 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 uh, Lord of the Rings, right? That's Groot. No, that's, that's actually name? Mandalorian. Okay, Jake. See, he watches. Hi, uh, you guys. The third name options are Rain, Wicket, and Cappuccino. Oh, ca- Cappuccino is the name, right? While the little guy is not caffeinated, the zoo said he does have a beautiful cafe oh. con leche coat, and oh. he's perfectly sweet and even sin azucar, which means no sugar. Oh, that's that's beautiful. So I would say uh, if you want to donate to the Denver Zoo, you can name the, the Rain, Wicket, and Cappuccino. It's nice for once to, re- to report a zoo news story that doesn't have a story about that's someone true. trying to break into the zoo and release the animals. Because us here at the Black and Abdallah program, yeah. we know yep. that animals don't like being in the zoos. They want to be let out. Let us out, let us out, let us out, let us out. The zoo is overloaded. Yeah, they don't want to be there. They should so. tell that to Matt Damon. Stop making movies about Jordans. That movie and, is so old. And maybe you love that movie, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice film. It's not. He's a single dad trying to, you know, just buy a zoo and buy just... Buy a dog. Well, buy he, a whole zoo. Well, he Get your fi- kids a dog. If you're trying you to, to fix it up. If you're trying... Was he divorced? Yeah, I think so. Or no, or no. did she, she pass away? I think she... Yeah, that's... Okay, sad. that's different. But yeah, get them a dog. It's a tearjerker. Get them a support, a support you, you dog. You guys have no soul. I don't need you to buy a whole zoo. 
That's work. I didn't buy the zoo. It's a movie. That's putting your kids to work. Get it was maintenance. Yeah, but the one kid was like, he wasn't about it, and it, like he had to have a heart to heart. And then he dad. was about and it. Let he, me guess. Yeah, he around. was about yeah. it. Yeah, ScarJo helped out. It was nice. Of course she did. That's nice what she film. does. Did she play herself? Like, just like guys, Scarlett Johansson <laughs> said it's a good idea. I don't, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, no, did they she fall didn't in love play at the herself. End? They fall in love at the end. I think there's a bit of love. Yeah, I think at the end. How there's quickly some. after you know the. After the what? After the wife, you know. Oh, I think there's some time. Some time? Some time passed. Okay, like a normal there, amount of time? Because there's okay. flashback scenes. Like, okay. it didn't happen in the movie. And plus, I, like, I, the tigers didn't get after her. I would imagine buying a zoo takes time. Like, you got to keep the money in escrow for a long time to buy a zoo. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't ideal. You got to it, it was a moment. Yeah. You know, it, they had to shop around. Did he pay cash for the zoo? I don't know. Okay. I don't remember that part of the plot point. But well, it, was, it, was, it was, you know, nice. probably around the uh, time the housing market crashed. Was he got a deal. Was it bequeathed to him? Was it bequeathed? That's what is new at the zoo. It was a nice love story. I think it was a... It About was a, a man. It was, it was beautiful. And his animals. Yeah. Uh, we will cross talk with Carmen and Yurko in two minutes. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.